Hey, if I had some place to go, it certainly wouldn't be in Cleveland. Hello, and welcome to episode 160 of Under the Cull of MS. Today's normal original episode with your partial comics, partial MS, partial whatever. Got a few comics to talk about. I'm going to start out with Avengers. Curse of Man thing. Who or what is the harrower? Uh, this is issue one. It they made it look like it was going to be a one shot, but it ended up being three different comics. Uh, you got Avengers Curse of Man thing. I think the one might be an Amazing Spider Man Curse of Man thing. I can't remember what the other one was, but I'm looking forward to. Forward to checking all three out. But basically, there's a group of old hags that are kind of like controllers of nature, uh, controllers of flora. They live in the substratum or substratum. I think this chick with these weird blood veins all over her arms and body that they have in here that's a younger gal uh, i think her name might be macrame but i'm not sure but she wants to go after man thing and take him down take down the harrower these evil wretches basically built her i guess grew her but she goes out fights man thing takes him out Pretty much obliterates them. And all of a sudden, she didn't take out a couple little spores that grew out of Man Thing's eyes. Some little spore flowers, sort of like the dandelion, the white dandelion. And uh, they grow into the white puppy dandelion form. And basically, the uh, pieces float off and they end up, I think it was six different, six or seven different giant spore-like creatures appeared around the world. And Captain America, the Avengers, uh, there's one in Wakanda, I think Wakanda, New York, a couple of other countries and stuff. Uh, London, Sydney, Australia, Los Angeles. I guess it wasn't New York. It must have been Los Angeles where the Avengers were. Yeah, Ghost Rider in here and stuff. I don't know. The Avengers were in New York and Ghost Rider was in Los Angeles. But all these superheroes, She-Hulk and stuff, they're all trying to fight these spores and figure out what's going on. Blade comes into it. And... You get to see what's going on and what happens after Man-Thing is annihilated by this E-Beast. So, if you like Man-Thing, you like the Avengers, anything like that, you're going to enjoy this story. I'm not sure where it's going to go in the long run. I haven't read the other two yet, but I am definitely looking forward to getting my hands on them in the future. And then we got 
event Leviathan I checked out. Everything has fallen apparently, and this event Leviathan has a new plan for the world of DC. It's some alien character that appeared appeared here on Earth and apparently was part of some other type of run that they must have had, some DC run. Uh, you got Lois in here, Lois Lane. You got Batman, Green Arrow, uh, Steve, Colonel Trevor, uh, Argus, Advanced Research Group is part of this, Uniting Superhumans. Uh, there's a mini story with Zod and Doomsday, the House of L, leading into Sci-Fi's Krypton show, which I have not watched any of it. But I'm not a big fan of DC. Uh, the continuity comics and stuff like that, where they have all the different characters and stuff, because I'm very picky as far as what DC characters I really care to even read about. Most of it's just a bunch of confrontal standard superhero super villain styles things and we're starting out today with lots of wonderful telemarketers hello telemarketer you're online what can we do for you come on i got a podcast going speak come on you're not that dumb you can talk speak into that thing that you picked up and called me with you idiot Hey, these morons. Already the second one within the last probably 15 minutes. We're just on a rampage again. All right, the next one we're going to talk about was something I was looking forward to, and then uh, I believe it was Damon or one of the guys on our Crimson Color Comic Club reviewed it like a week back or so. And it's Geiger number one. It's basically a post-apocalyptic nuclear war style uh, story. Starts out with uh, something going on. Everybody's getting worried. There might be a nuclear war. And a family's trying to get themselves into the bunker. And the dog's off barking off to the side. So dad goes to grab the dog. And, of course, a couple of hillbilly idiots come up with guns, and they're going to take over their, their, the neighbors, and they got it all planned out that something like this would happen. They'd just go kill the family and take over the bunker. So dad tells the family to lock themselves in the bunker. Don't worry about it. And... They say their goodbyes, they lock themselves up, and then you see the big flash, and the evil neighbors and everybody gets wiped out, gets basically turned to dust, turned to ash, turned to shadows on pavement. Uh, Dad and the dog, they don't make it, but they're... Down the line, there's people talking about these stories of a glowing man. And 20 years later, some scavengers come across the area where the family was and where the glowing man rumors are. 
and they come across the bunker and tons of cars crushed around the bunker to give it a big barrier wall. And the glowing man appears and attacks the characters. And the thing with the glowing man is he doesn't wear no uh, nuclear gear. He's uh, just totally radiated and glowing. And that's why everybody thinks it's just a myth. But people said they've seen him from far away, just glowing in the hills. So, uh, characters that attack ended up, he ends up leaving some goal, and they go back to Las Vegas where this young idiot is running everything down there, and, uh, he wants to go and start trouble with the glowing man because the glowing man's in his way of getting more stuff, and Killing more things and killing more people or whatever he wants to do. Typical jackass that always seems to end up surviving all these things. <laughs> Can't just have the good people survive. You got to have the idiots too. So, yeah, it's. I'm curious where the story's going to go. I'm curious as far as what powers he has with being all radiated and if the dog's going to be. The character involved in this and all that. See where it goes, but yeah, that that was enjoyable somewhat. But um, I'm gonna give it two more things before I definitely give it a all-out decision. And I'm gonna stick with it. And we jumped on to Nakira number two. Uh, I believe I talked about Nakira number one not long ago. Basically, being a like the Vin Diesel movie, the pitch black style thing with the evil shadow demons in the dark. And you got to keep the lights on, otherwise they'll attack and kill you in the dark. But uh, this one gives you a little bit of a backstory while scavenging for things, while the characters are out scavenging for things. To survive the darkness, uh, a couple of the kids are driving a rig, have a fair, an old man and a younger gal that are with them that are being hunted by someone who will destroy anything in its path <clears throat> to get to them. And his name is Blacktop Bill and his gang. And we'll really be finding out more about them and the next issue, but yeah, he takes out some of the other semis and semi-drivers and stuff, and they contact this crew and let them know that you got someone on your tail, they're coming after you, so watch your ass and do what you can to survive. And then they have to decide whether or not they want to give up this old man and the young girl to Blacktop Bill and his gang or not. We'll have to read it to see what's happening in that story, but it is very enjoyable still. I kind of thought it would fade off a little bit, but it's still holding all right. It is only the second issue. Can't get greedy yet. But <clears throat> all right. And the last one we got is Star Wars uh, Beckett number one. 
I love the Beckett storyline in the Han Solo movie, so I figured I'd check this out because I loved all the characters that had to die off in the movie, of course. We lost them in the train robbery and stuff. Uh, and there's some fun characters. I wanted to see what they'd, where they'd go, what they'd do with it. So I got all excited with this, thinking, well, maybe we'll go back in time a ways and we'll actually get to see these characters for a while. But from what I get from this is uh, it's basically a pre-hand solo movie story. They're doing a job while they're scamming their way through the universe as the usual. And I just, I want more with the other characters. It's like, I don't care about Beckett. I mean, I like the guy, but I know he goes into the hand solo movie and stuff. I know he'll be around, so give me some more of the other characters. I think this is the only one they're, they did or are going to do for that, for a pre, prequel but or whatever. But I don't know. I could be wrong. It is issue 001, number one. But I will have to look and see if there's more of those. There are, I definitely will get them. And, Check into those some more. And then we'll get back to you in a bit with the MS stuff. Okay, just a bunch of random stuff today for the MS section. Uh, I did get my vaccination on April 20th since that was supposed to be my infusion day. And of course, you heard how I... Got screwed out of that. Still no new, new news. So I have no idea what's going on. And I lose my new neurologist here in a, like a couple weeks. And I went and seen my PCP yesterday. My regular doctor, my main doctor, my favorite doctor, the one that actually listens to me. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Jenny was wonderful. We talked about some things, went over some stuff. She got me a referral in for the neurologist in the freighter group, which I, mean, I don't really plan on making her my main neurologist because I don't think she has any MS experience. So I probably will still look into the Center for Neurology and there is one doctor up there that I've talked to before at MS meetings that I wouldn't mind seeing if my insurance allows it. So we will see what happens with that. But yeah, so since I didn't get in for my infusion, the wife called up and said someone canceled for their vaccination. So I'm like, yeah, I'll come in, get my get that over with. So I got my first injection done. And I'll get the next one towards the end of May. But yeah, it was, I didn't feel anything. I didn't even feel the needle touch me. Uh, I drank a couple glasses of water. Or swung the arms around a little bit to loosen up the veins. But yeah, I didn't have no issues after it or anything like that. Uh, the neurologist, or neurologist, the pharmacist tried to mess with me and pretend like the needle broke off in my arm because they have a new 
these cool new needles now where they just put a little extra pressure after the injection's done and it sucks the needle up into the injection tube so you don't have needles laying around that someone can poke themselves with and get some type of disease or some something but yeah that was that was simple and easy get your ass out there get it done with so we can get back to a normal world all you whining whiners out there that didn't want a face mask didn't want to do nothing where are we because of that we're still playing this damn game and it's over a year after this shit started so let's quit that crap and let's get to a normal life back in the rotation uh and then there was a little free concert event thing for MSers on the Genetech site this weekend. You can still, still catch it if you want. Uh, I can't. Rem- I think they're going to run it for about a month or so after after it was out this weekend. So. You can always check that out. Just look up Genetech and go into theirs. I thought I wrote the website down, but I don't see it on my piece of paper at all. But they had—they only had one song by each group or band member or musician. So that was a kind of a bummer. I was hoping they'd play like a three-hour thing with because I knew they'd be talking about MS stuff, but I figured they'd play a couple hours of music, but. We only got one song from each person, and the main character that narrates most of the stuff is David Osmond, one of the Osmonds whose father had primary progressive MS when he got diagnosed. Uh, David Osmond has relapsed and remitting MS currently. He was in a wheelchair for a while, but he did some stuff that got him back on his feet and back to music. Uh, for now, and uh, you also had Clay Walker, of course, the country singer that comes to Country USA and stuff, and he's got MS. He was on there. They all talk about their experiences with it and stuff, and what they went through, and what others went through that they were related to with it or whatever. Uh. Saida Garrett she had MS she was on there and saying uh, Blair Underwood came on to talk about family member with MS uh, at, at the tonics were on there uh, and we've seen things from people like uh, Jimmy Huga he don't know why I have skins or skims. There's oh, ski MS. He <laughs> set up part of that, and that's all through the Can Do MS group. Yeah, Damian Washington. He's did a MS community rap where he let all the, a bunch of MS community members send in little video clips, just singing parts of the song, and threw it all together. And I totally forgot about that because I was gonna do that. I spaced that off back when they mentioned it. Blair Underwood talks about his mother, mother who had MS. Uh, first, the sense is a thing that helps 
like young adults with MS and able-bodied, somewhat able-bodied people with MS do things like kayaking adventures and stuff like that. Get out in the wilderness and enjoy, enjoy the outside air and have some fun playing with, playing around with some kayaks, tubing, whatever. Make it into whitewater rafting and stuff like that. I have no idea. I have to look into it more to see. Uh, MSA, the MS Association of America, and the Multiple Sclerosis Foundation, and 888 MS Focus, uh, msfocus.org, gathermsfocus.com, Center Without Walls, uh, Race to Erase MS. They're all things that were part of this little concert event it only lasted about 45 minutes to an hour but it was a nice little thing it was free can't complain and gotta take advantage of it and enjoy those things if you get them that's uh, the allergy season i don't know if i went grand down this but i was just going to give a list of some foods that help fight seasonal allergies in case i forgot about it but uh ginger bee pollen Citrus fruits like oranges, grapefruit, lemons, limes, sweet peppers, and berries all have like vitamin C and stuff to help you with your seasonal allergies. I don't know why in the citrus fruits uh, grouping they have sweet peppers and berries. I don't know how that considers as a citrus fruit or if they just added them as extra items. Uh, turmeric, tomatoes salmon and other oily fish because of the omega-3 fatty acids onions uh the best are raw red onions raw onions are the best period because raw onions will fight more than cooked onions cooked onions kind of candies the onion caramelizes it but uh white onions and then scallions are basically the top three uh Cooking the onions reduces the quercetin concentration. So that's why that doesn't give you as much benefit if it's cooked. A uh, long time ago, I had a doctor that I was listening to talk about if you cut like a raw onion in half and just leave it out on the side of your bed or whatever next morning you'll see it's collects all a bunch of bacteria from around itself from around the area that it's it's sitting open in and another great thing is just take a big slice of raw onion if you ever have a beer or a wash thing and uh try that out but yeah let's do some uh talk about some conscious breathing uh, one of the best ways to deal with any discomfort whether physical or emotional is to pay attention to your breathing the breath itself is calming improper breathing alone can cause anxiety and that's why with yoga or yoga with meditation you're just focusing on your breaths just keeping your mind on that breathing and not worrying about other things and letting other things come into your mind and stress you out or take your mind off of things. But 
Normally, when, when we are healthy and balanced, we breathe from the belly, watch a baby sometime. When we don't do this, we cause anxiety, a sort of biochemical imbalance. Our bodies often secrete adrenaline and other hormones of stress. This usually makes discomfort worse. The discomfort can be physical or emotional. We can all relearn or reconnect with our breathing. Simply lie on your back and notice how when you breathe in, your belly expands. It blows up like a balloon. When you breathe out, it falls back to your spine. It's good to always start out a good breathing exercise also with like three to five good, deep, long breaths. And count to five, count to ten, whatever you can handle. And just do a few few good breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth and then go to whatever you prefer if you just want to nose breathe or mouth breathe or whatever i prefer to breathe through my nose it's more meditative but if this is if the breathing in the stomach correctly doesn't happen naturally you need some coaching but everyone has experienced conscious breathe, belly breathing. There are many ways to practice. Lying down, especially if you have trouble going to sleep. Sitting comfortably in a chair or on the floor. Walking, coordinating, coordinating steps with your breathing. Sometimes to keep your mind occupied, you may count your breaths or use a phrase, a mantra, or whatever. When you are distressed, connecting with your breath will calm you. Breathing becomes your friend during difficult situations. It is, however, difficult to depend on your breathing if you only try to use it when you are distressed. You should practice when you're calm and you should should get some meditation, even if it's a few minutes a week. And it's it's good for your mind and body. Uh, where did I leave off? Conscious breathing can also help you control random thoughts and runaway thoughts. And there are many ways to increase awareness of breathing as well as awareness of body sensations or thought. There is even an application on iTunes that can help track your breathing rate and selects music to match it. Called Belly Bio Interactive Breathing. It's free. So you can check that out. Uh, it's just breathing's all around good. It's like meditation and breathing is what I use every time I end up in the hospital, end up having episodes at home when I go into full body muscle spasms or minor breathing issues or lots of pain and stuff. I'll just sit there and go into a breathing pattern and kind of just focus on th some things like that. But, all right, let's end this off with a little, a little bit of old strange sex laws. <laughs> a Florida sex law. If you're a single, divorced, or widowed, widowed woman, you can't parachute on Sunday afternoons. <laughs> Women aren't allowed to wear patent leather shoes in Cleveland, Ohio. A man might see the reflection of something he ought not. Uh, reflective shoes and skirts don't 
Go well. No woman may have sex with a man while riding in an ambulance within the boundaries of Tremonton, Utah. If caught, the woman can be charged with a sexual misdemeanor and her name is to be published in the local newspaper. The man isn't charged, nor is he is his name revealed. Talk about your sexist issues. There's one for you. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that that law is still in effect, but who knows? That was for our show for today. I hope it was all right. We'll hopefully get some more out soon. I got some laid out here, but I don't know if I'll get to them or not. But, yeah, you have a great day. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick Chad a monster. Do what you can to make your life as stress-free as possible. Check out Crimson Color Comic Club. Check out Under the Color. And I don't know when or if we'll ever have video back, but for now, you always got audio. Uh, and Under the Color has been put on hold for a while, so not much extra there but you can always go to the back issues and stuff and you can always check out ab conversation if you're bored that's a fun podcast so talk to you again soon have a great one